Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Joining us today is Cypher LLC, a registered C3PAO with the CMMC-AB organization and is awaiting a DOD assessment. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Harbor Technologies Group's The Perfect Storm podcast. Uh, with me today, I have Nishat Azam. She's the Director of Compliance at Cypher. Uh, Nishat, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, so Nishat and I have known each other for what, about a year virtually known each other in the modern day terms uh, for about a year or so. Um, so I asked Nishat and she was uh, kind enough to, to join us for uh, a few minutes here to talk about kind of compliance and the journey that, that her firm has been on uh, over the last year to get themselves in a place to do business with the U S department of defense. So Nishat, thanks for joining. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Um, should I go ahead with an introduction? Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, just introduce yourself and tell us a little about, about yourself uh, as well as uh, Cypher. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Nishat Azam. I am the Director of Compliance and Contracts at Cypher LLC. We are, Cypher is a SDVOSB 8A small business here in the Beltway in uh, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia. We do um, basically... Um, cyber ops and military intelligence work for the US government, primarily for the DOD. And I am very happy to be here. <laughs> that's that's very excited to have you. Yeah, yeah. So when you say cyber ops, um, we're not talking cybersecurity. You guys do like other types of cyber, like technology-based when you say cyber? Yes, we do cybersecurity yeah. as well as so we okay. do military intelligence and we do do cyber ops, which is for the U.S. Uh, cybercom. Okay. Okay. Great. And and basically, um, do you have technology, or is it mainly you use your your resources, your staff, your highly skilled personnel that's doing this work? So both. We are actually uh, we are at a good place as a company right now where we have our employees that are staffed in different contracts mm -hmm. and we have also started um, come up with a product that is basically a birth child of uh, one of the programs that our uh, employees were under at US Cybercom. And that's our product, our uh, company product called Cosmo. And cool. that's a threat intelligence tool um, that we can, I would love to have you do a demo at some point. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. So uh, as I mentioned at the outset, we're going to talk a little bit about 
compliance and, and how it applies to, to small businesses like Cypher. But before we get there, it, Michelle, when you think about cybersecurity, let's just start there. I mean, let, what do you think about when you think of cybersecurity? I know you have your business that plays in this space, but just in general terms, what do you think about? So, you know, before I joined Cy uh, Cypher and before I really got into um, federal government contracting, cybersecurity really was a very... Uh, in layman's term, I really thought it was just, you know, zombies attacking a computer system, right? But still is. <laughs> and now, having done this, or been in this space for about, I don't know, eight, nine years, to me, it's, it's a better understanding, a more sophisticated, if, if you may, understanding of what really cybersecurity is. And I, I would start with cybersecurity would be basically a defense mechanism for how you stop attacks from happening to your computer systems. That's basically my, that's in, in a nutshell, that's how I would describe it. Uh, right. It could be your computer, your computer network systems, your personnel, your physical security, your, um, you know, and the processes, the policies, the protocols, all, you know, securing your endpoints, whether it's in the, um, what cybersecurity is obviously it's all technology based, so it's all online. So it's no longer the war that we go fight. It's more like the cyber attacks that we are defending ourselves from. Sure, sure. And and us in the buildings that don't have three letter acronyms on them, it is a defensive mechanism, not a offensive mechanism. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's great. And. You know, we we talk about this with our clients a lot. Like you, you've got this this target on your back, as all businesses do now. And and, and cyber is that all encompassing approach to defend yourself from, you know, try to avoid being targeted, or when you are targeted, at least having the best defenses possible um, to to mitigate that risk. That being said, we we care significantly. You mentioned the endpoints, you, systems, etc. Um, you mentioned data. So we, we think about data a lot, and you've heard me say this, that I, I consider data the, the kind of the crown jewels to, to all things that we're trying to protect. I mean, outside of, um, you know, manufacturing companies are in the, in the defense sector, like, you know, mission critical systems that are, you know, flight systems and, and firing systems, et cetera, we're primarily concerned with data. I'm, I'm getting there to a long way of getting to CMMC. Um, so the government, cares significantly about their data as well. Cool. Uh, and in the 800, NIST 800-171 slash CMMC vein, they care significantly about something called CUI, classified or controlled unclassified information. Uh, a little bit of a, a, a brain freeze there. Um, control, controlled unclassified information. And that's really what these programs are about. So Tell us about what Cypher is doing, how you guys are handling um, your, your approach. What's your journey been like uh, with 800-171 and, and CMMC? Absolutely. And this is something I have lots to say about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cypher started our NIST 800-171 standard. From, from, from what I understand, the regulation came out in 2017. And we've basically been working on that standard for that long now. And it's a moving target for us because it's 110 controls that you have to at all times 
be controlling and checking. Are you in compliance with that? What are your policies and procedures that's related to that? One thing that changed for us, and we've gone to three or four different variations and assessments of our NIST standard for um, leading up to the CMMC. And one thing that changed back in 2020 for us, 2020, 2021, is when um, the DOD came, came up with the CMMC 1.0. Um, however, it was rolled out adding the 130 controls I, I don't think it was well thought out. So, you know, obviously they went back and changed that to 2.0. And where we are at CIFO, we realized very quickly that the amount of resources and time that is spent to get a company NIST 800-171 as well as CMC, CMMC compliant is a lot for a small business. It is. Um, you, you know, I don't think people understand, you know, especially I, 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 I don't want to say much about the government, but sometimes I feel like I, I wish they had done a pilot program with small business, medium sized business and large business and rolled it out as such to where there was was a test to understand what businesses can really afford to be compliant. And I know when I was doing the research initially, and this was back in 2021, Matt, when you were doing research as a small business, what would it cost? We are talking anywhere between 250 to half a million dollars of, of an investment to get a company compliant. And, um, you know, as a small business, we have other costs that we have sure. to, sure. you know, bear. So this was not a good option for us. So we started researching. We the way we came to, to being in compliant with NIST as well as um, CMMC was we first bifurcated what the issue really was. We decided what is it that CMMC and NIST are trying to safeguard. And that data, as you said, was CUR. Now, most small businesses, including Cypher, we don't really hold CUI in our system, right? It's not something that's shared with us. It is not something that we share out. So it was easier for us to then decide once we understood what it is that you're trying to protect, we figured out, we found a software that um, came highly recommended to us. And we proceeded with getting that software to ensure that if we have CUI, we would thereafter, you know, use that enclave to secure it. Then what we did is hire and consultants like yourself um, to assist us with, you know, our SSPs, you know, and another issue that we had, as you know, is because we are a small business, we don't have all divisions, we don't have a FSO, we don't have a CISO. So basically, we had to make do with the, the people that we had. And being that I am in compliance, I decided this would be a good place for me to get involved, to start putting the pieces together. And now I think two years down the road, we are well um, on our way to being fully compliant with the NIST standard. And as you already know, Cypher is um, you know, trying to get ready for a C3PAO audit. Right. So one of the biggest things for us is to get compliant with CMMC so we can get through that audit process. Successfully. So 
Right. That's perfect. That's great. Um, I mean, we've, we've heard a similar tale from other small businesses. Um, and it's, it's really, it's the first time somebody's mentioned using a, a pilot program or, or suggesting that the government have used a, a pilot program to really understand the impacts to small and mid-sized businesses. Certainly from a government perspective, you can understand where they're coming from. And I know you wouldn't disagree there about protecting the data. Um, but that, be, that being said, I mean, it really is, it's quite an undertaking. I mean, if you were a, a 20 person shop, I mean, you don't have the security expertise in place. You probably have some of the, you know, the basic fundamental or foundational tools that are required to, to be secure. Uh, but your, your approach on, um, you know, enclaving off the, we'll call it the CUI environment is really a great step. It makes it much more manageable, uh, much more cost-effective, uh, and much more easy to wrap your arms around. So you can really limit the, you know, the exposure of that data within your on or within your environment to the enclave only. And and as you mentioned, um, you you were able to find a a uh, solution that really helped there. It pretty turnkey for making sure CUI stays uh, stays safe. And I'm not afraid to say it. it, it Prevail is a is a fine piece of software to to do this work. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, would you say it's it, it's been a rocky road this CM CMMC journey? I mean, rocky in the sense like you're having fun off roading, rocky, not rocky as in it's been problematic, rocky. Um, but it's it's definitely been a challenge getting from where you were a few years ago to where you are today. Correct. Absolutely, and I. Um... You know, looking back, one good thing about trying to be in compliance with the CMMC is because NIST and CMMC only deal with CUI, it kind of internally makes you understand, like if you were not working with the DOD and you were just a company that was doing, you know, other work, you still have data, company data that you want to protect. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to follow this protocol and this regulation, you are not only just protecting the CUI, you're quite honestly protecting your own computer system, which is the most important thing to do here. Uh, absolutely. And it's such an important point um, that this, you know, the government is, the DOD in particular is concerned with CUI, but it's the approach that organizations should take with all the data they are entrusted with, whether that be data from their customers data from um, investors, data that they're from their staff, like HR data, it, it, you're entrusted with this data. So you need to take these steps. So I, I think if I'm, if I'm, can I, can I put words into your mouth that this journey has also helped you understand the importance of just securing data and systems in general as well, because it's not just CUI to your point, you're obviously focused on, you know, cipher financials and HR data, et cetera. Um, you find that the security of that information is important. There just doesn't happen to be a regulation, a specific regulation that you're working towards uh, uh, certification in, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And and the journey, honestly, um, I think after the first shock, the price shock that you get of what this could cost <laughs> you, right? once you are able to get past that and you're able to think through it's it's really then it's just about implementation you know that's what I mean? right. like and a lot of the fear comes from the unknown of what is the price point what are we talking and when i first heard the first code and it was like couple codes coming at the same range i was like 
are they just making it difficult, like impossible for small businesses to compete in this? It's it's really it's very true. Mm-hmm. I had originally heard now we're we're kind of going outside of maybe where both of our expertise is. I, I had heard something, and and maybe you can clear this up. Um, that the government was going to allow small businesses to incorporate some of the costs associated with achieving CMMC in their contracts. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't. Yeah, I, I, I you have know, no I've, I've, I've touched base with a couple of people. I'm not sure where that stands. I'll, I'll, I'll have to find out more, and we'll we'll talk about it on a future podcast. Um, so, with that said, I mean, do you have? Do you have some thoughts on just guidance you might give all their small businesses, not not just CMMC compliance, but maybe somebody's going through a SOC 2 attestation or ISO 27001 uh, certification? Do you have any advice on on what to look for, what to avoid, the problems that you've seen, et cetera? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the first thing is when, and this is not a problem of a mid-sized company or a large company, they have ample resources they have people, they have money, they have time um, to allocate to, uh, towards um, um, you know, these compliances. And usually um, it's the smaller, what the inf- one, one thing that I, I think that, that was a little bit of a roadblock for Cypher was not knowing what are the options that are available. To us, it was basically what the large businesses were doing. All the partners that we were speaking to were already large businesses or mid-sized firms that had were already doing this compliance work for the government. So their compliance was pretty solid. For us, and I, I would say this to every small business out there, first, whether you are a startup or you've been doing business for a while, uh, take some time and start complying from the beginning. If you build your system and whether it's your computer system or your physical security system based on NIST 800-171, you are in good shape. And and what you should do is try to get as much information from other small businesses, other management, uh, like Harbor Technology is one one of them, that who can support you and assist you with getting you up to speed of what the requirements are, what you can do to assist, um, you know, to to basically streamline the process and use only what's required for you, not what's required out of bigger companies. A lot of, most of these small businesses are are not handling CUI to begin with. So you don't have to worry about putting up a lot of money to protect something that you're not handling in a large scale. And now in the future, I I just give you an example with Cypher, as we grow and handle more CUI, I'm sure we are going to have to come up with a solution that's different from what we have right now. But that's a transition we'll make when we are generating revenues from the work that we are doing. Uh, and then right. it would justify the cost. Uh, there is that for sure, but it, your 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 pearl of wisdom there about um, you know when you're starting your business or starting your journey as an organization, and you know you're going to touch and go into space, some areas, whether it be you know gov work, DoD work specifically. Or, you know, your uh, fintech company, you're going to be working uh, with financial services firms like large banks. 
understand that landscape and build build the processes, build the the understanding, build the technology you need to to support security programs because at, at this point, if you're doing business with any large organization, you're going to have a significant amount of pressure on you to do a lot of things in and around security. And then you're going to have to prove it. And those that that proof comes through a program like CMMC or SOC 2 or ISO 27001. That's the proof that these large, large organizations are looking for. As a small company, you just can't avoid it any longer. It's it's an unfortunate situation, but it's it's the absolute truth. And, and quite honestly, if I'm giving guidance on the other side of the table, let's say, working with Cypher on maybe some of your vendors, we would be asking the same questions of them. What are you doing to protect data? What type of compliance do you have in place, et cetera? This is that the ecosystem is, is really created itself here um, around security and around compliance. With that being said, I always I like to take kind of a temperature check with everybody on what do you what do you see as the difference between compliance and pure, you know, kind of ivory tower security? Do you see them as one and the same? Are they are they do they bump up against each other? Is just a little bit of overlap? What do you, what are your thoughts on compliance to CMMC or whatever framework or standard is out there and security? I think they are flip sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. I think security, you start with security and security is basically a, things you do to secure the environment, right? Here, if you're talking cybersecurity, then we are talking about securing your um, network systems, your, you know, your um, system security, right? right? That's what we are talking about, the endpoints. We're talking about laptops, computers, software, hardware, hardware, all the endpoints of your system, of whatever your network is. We're talking about then if we're if, and if we're not talking about cybersecurity and we're talking about personal security, we're talking about physical security. Mm -hmm. All of it comes down to what is the culture of that business or, or of the organization in terms of what are the practices, policies, and procedures that they follow to secure their company, right? The the compliance aspect of these things are more a legal obligation, right? So you have to, a third part, you have to, if you're securing all this, and this goes down to me telling you that for small businesses, the right thing to do is from the very get-go, have a culture embedded in your company that we are going to do certain things to secure our environment, whether it's technology, internet-based, cybersecurity-based, or physical-based, or both. We're going to do those things so that when a third party comes out to certify or assess or audit us, we already are showing them this that this is a system or a protocol that we follow and here's the proof of that. That's so that's right. why I said it is the flip side of the same coin. I think both go together. Right. You know, it, I, I used to say this more than I do now. Um, being compliant doesn't make you secure and being secure doesn't make you compliant. Um, but I think we're seeing less and less of that now because there's because organizations are doing exactly what you're what you're suggesting, which is building security in as part of your regular practices as you you know grow the company. That that goes along with financial practices, that goes along with operational practices, HR practices. Just security is just another practice, another an area of expertise 
and I'm quoting the air, nobody can see this, but I'm quoting the air area of expertise um, that that organizations have. So that achieving both the security side of protecting data and systems, as well as the compliance side, which is the proof to the regulators and the, the, the legal obligations that you've mentioned, um, are all kind of in place and inherent to the company. We talk about this a lot, um, more so with, with non-CMMC folks uh, that maybe are going through like a SOC 2 or they're, they're, being, they're being driven to, to do a SOC 2 audit or attestation. Um, financial services firms, for example, or fintech companies in particular, right. they, they, that used to be a really hard bar, a high bar for organizations to get over um, because, you know, security is expensive. Security is a skill set that not every organization has, you know, in their organization. But now just that basic level of security because of it's advanced so much, these 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 compliance hurdles are not as tough to get over. Now it's not to it's not to say that they're easy. Because if you've you've had a, you have a twenty year old company and you've never done security, you know shoehorning security in on a twenty year old company is uh, difficult to say the least, yep. and it will certainly be expensive. Um, so I think I think that's if if there's one salient point coming out of this conversation, I think it's really good one, Nishad, um, is just you know, consider security at the beginning. And if, and if you've already, if you're no longer at the beginning, get started on it because it doesn't get easier over time. Absolutely. And, uh, and to your point, uh, Matt, you know, uh, you said about a company with, let's say, that's been out 20 years. We also have to remember that for a this, this, uh, the NIST, the technology, this is all a product of globalization. Yeah. 20, 30 years ago, companies were not required. The, I've talked to upper management of other companies, even manufacturers, right? And the mindset is so tough. It took me two, three years to get a manufacturer to, to spend, companies that could afford to spend to get NIST compliant, to get around it, to understand that they have to put these security protocols in place. That's so right. it's also the mindset um, that of like, you know, the older generation that has not been dealing with these, they've, they've had successful companies, they've run large scale operations, but never had to deal with like spending money for security. And now they have to. And by the way, I really appreciate that you're talking about the older generation and not talking about me with all <laughs> Um, so you're absolutely right. It, you know, it, it, security is not just, a, it's not a nice to have any longer. I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute must, even if you don't have a compliance obligation, your, your business is a two at risk, um, if you don't do all the right things. So it's, you're, you're 100% correct. Well, so that's been great. Um, I think it really does. We've, we've done a couple of podcasts on CMMC itself, like talking about each of the, uh, you know, each of the, um, the controls that you have to put into place, et cetera. This is a great one because I think it really talks to kind of the real world of how it, how it impacts a small business. So super, super good conversation. Um, so we, we end every podcast with a, uh, a question to our, or to our guests about a, a place on the water, um, on the beach, at a lake, on a river that you really enjoy that you might recommend to our listeners. So I have this place and it's, it's a small village town in uh, Switzerland. It's called Escona. And um, I, we went, my family and I, we went there for like about six days last summer. 
and it is, I, I think it's, it's, and we all know about Switzerland. We've all heard about Switzerland of how pretty it is and sure. winters in Switzerland, the Alps, et cetera. But I think to me, the, it's this little village town, it's in uh, the Italian side of Switzerland. So it is the Ticino district. And it's, uh, I remember the last summer when we went, it was more about just looking at the Alps and the palm trees at the same time. And like, Madness. Uh, to me, it was just, it was amazing. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, and Switzerland, of course, it's known for its lakes. And uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed my time there. The village was beautiful. We didn't have a bad meal in the time that we were in that district, but one restaurant in the village, it's called Astrana, that, uh, that comes to mind. It was delicious. Every meal, every dish there was delicious. So I, so it's Ascano or Ascana? Ascona. So A S C O N A. I think this is officially the first uh, recommendation in Switzerland. So this is really, really good. And, and <laughs> awesome. uh, Astrana is the restaurant, and it, I assume it has an Italian feel to it. It's fully Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, you know, Switzerland is amazing. The contrasting colors are great. The aquamarine lake, the white Alps, the palm trees, as you said. I mean, it's just an incredible place. Really it incredible. is. Yeah, I, I was, I, and you know, I've been to Switzerland many times before, but just never seen it that way. Because oh, I've always great. done like you know the Geneva, the the Zurich, the Basel, the Bern, but this right. to me was like wow. I don't think I've ever seen mountains and palm trees in the same place. That's amazing. Really sounds fantastic. So we we do Nishad. I don't know if you saw on our website. We I think we have it now, or it's coming on the new version of the website where there's a map that you'll be able to click on and see all the places that people have recommended oh so nice this, okay. this will be the first one in central europe that's for sure awesome yeah that's awesome. great I'm, well, happy. Chat, I'm really really happy you were able to join us and really appreciate your time um you know you have a lot of uh cmmc uh wrangling to do so any any time you can steer away from that uh is greatly appreciated by me so i really do appreciate it thank you so much matt lovely talking to you all right thanks Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 